At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Adam Shine Podcast. Ah, yes. Episode 21 of the Adam Shine Podcast. And... Let me tell you, it's a great one. Ice Cube, the legend himself, is going to join us on the Adam Shine Podcast. Get his take on his Raiders, the move to Vegas. Who he's rooting for in the Niners and the Chiefs Super Bowl. What he thinks of Patty Mahomes. The Big Three, he's the founder of the Big Three. And I tell Ice Cube what his all-time favorite thing he's ever done, my opinion, is... We'll see if he agrees. Uh, the Super Bowl is set. So we're extra fired up. And it's Patty Mahomes' world, and we're just living in it. Patty Mahomes, what have we been saying forever? Every episode, seemingly, on the Adam Shine podcast, he is the best player in the NFL, best quarterback in the NFL. He is the biggest show in sports, the best player in sports, most valuable player in sports. Stop me, Bob or Mike, when I say something crazy. They're not going to stop me because I'm right, and I've been right all year. And this is I've been right since Patrick Mahomes walked into Sirius XM before the NFL draft. And I said in 2017 he was going to be a star. And what he's accomplished the first two years, he's been a starter in the NFL, 2018-2019, it's next-level genius. And listen, the Niners are unbelievable. The Niners have a great defense. The Niners are well-coached. There is absolutely positively no reason to ever pick against Patty Mahomes. You just can't do it. And every week, I mean, I need a thesaurus. You know, in the divisional round, he's down 24 nothing, no problem. That 27-yard run. To score a touchdown as he hugs the sideline against Tennessee on Sunday and the ability to shed potential tacklers from the Titans, I mean, that's that's right out of central casting. I mean, think about it. He had that majestic bomb to Sammy Watkins, and that pass wasn't even close to being the best play that he made all game. The run to take the lead, historic, vintage. It's Patty Mahomes' world, and we're just living in it. And I was so thrilled for him, so thrilled for Clark Hunt. How about that scene against Lamar Hunt Trophy? So thrilled for the Chiefs fans, passionate, amazing, diehard bunch. 50 years since they've been in the Super Bowl, and my guy Andy Reid. I firmly believe Andy Reid is an all-timer. He's a Hall of Famer. Needed to get back to the Super Bowl and probably win it to solidify that, cement it, validate my take. I, uh, Andy Reid is an unbelievable guy. You hear him on Shine On Sports on Sirius XM all the time. Great, great coach. Great person. You know, you remember last time he was in the Super Bowl, bad game management, McNabb throwing up on the sideline. So he certainly needs this, and I do think he's going to get it. Look, you could easily make the case San Francisco is the better team by a smidge in the Super Bowl that Niners defense is no joke, best in the NFL, and it has been the case all year. They run the ball in powerful fashion. They punched the Green Bay Packers in the face, absolutely destroyed them. Jimmy G is going to have to throw more in the Super Bowl than he did on Championship Sunday, but 
there's already precedent. He has. I mean, look at what he did in New Orleans, outgunning Drew Brees. They could win any style of fight. And Kyle Shanahan, like Andy Reid, he, at the end of the day, has that that need for redemption. I mean, 28-3, I'm looking at Mikey Fitz, who's a diehard Falcons fan. He's going to have to listen to me talk about this for two more weeks. And Kyle's talking about it, too. He addressed it at his press conference on Monday. He knows that's going to be the deal. That's going to be the talking point. Shanahan's brilliant at what he and John Lynch have done. Building the Niners after the messy divorce from Harbaugh, which I don't think they'd recover from. Jim Tom Sula, in moments, was the single worst hire in NFL coaching history. Worse than Ray Handley, Rich Kotite, Steve Wilkes, Freddie Kitchens, anyone else you want to argue the worst head coaching hire ever. And then no, they fired him, they bring bringing Chip Kelly, got rid of him. Shanahan, brilliant, great offensive mind. What did Scott Pioli say on a podcast? Closest coach he's ever met to Bill Belichick is Kyle Shanahan for his intelligence, his his attention to detail, his desire to be great. The players love playing for him. We had Raheem Mostert. How amazing was he over the weekend? And we had him on Shine on Sports on, on Tuesday. He loves playing for Kyle Shanahan, echoing what Nick Bosa, what George Kittle have told us. This Super Bowl is going to be absolutely classic. Listen, we're going to be in Miami, 15th straight year, on Shine on Sports, being there, Radio Row, do our television show, Time to Shine there, can't wait for it. We'll drop a podcast next week from Miami. Bob Stu working with all the higher-ups. we got a great plan for it next week. It's going to be a, a ton of fun. So we'll have time to get into the X's and O's, but you know I'm still buzzing off of the initial storylines, what we saw on Championship Sunday, and it's worth repeating. It's Patty Mahomes' world. We're just living in it. On the other side, the legendary Ice Cube joins the Adam Shine Podcast. Sign on sports with Adam Sign. From your San Francisco 49ers, their outstanding running back, the great Raheem Mostert. You come out of that tunnel on Super Bowl Sunday. What's that going to be like for you? Man, it's going to be amazing. I don't know if I'm going to cry at that moment. I don't know what type of emotions I'm going to have. It's going to be my first ever one. I couldn't even explain it to you. Sign on sports. Weekdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM Channel 82. Joining us right now, as promised, legendary artist, actor, and the founder of the Big Three, my guy, the great Ice Cube. How are you? Welcome to the show. What's up, Adam, man? How you feeling, man? Uh, Thanks for having me on. It is so great to have you, and let me tell you something, Ice Cube. There is so much I want to get into with you, and first and foremost, the Big Three. I mean, you're the founder of it. The league is sensational. And I love the proactive changes coming up for this season. Take us through the success of the league and some of the tweaks that you guys are making for this upcoming campaign. Well, you know, we started the league in 2017 uh, with a dream and desire to elevate three-on-three basketball to the professional level. Um and we we made a promise to ourselves that you know we know we're not 
the smartest dudes in the world. So we wasn't going to just be so rigid that we, you know, stick with just certain rules and we wasn't going to change no matter what because we thought of this and it's a great idea. <laughs> we said, look, man, let's let's live with this. Let's see what it do. You know, let's let the league organically, you know, find its footing and uh, and, and make the changes we need and make sure we're entertaining, make sure we're fast, make sure we're professional, and make sure that we're putting in wrinkles that the fans want to see um, and and not just be a, a slave, so to speak, to traditional basketball. So, you know, three years of fine-tuning, you know, and we still got a little work to do. We're, we're, we we think we have some great rules this year. You know, we've decided to separate ourselves from traditional three-on-three basketball because our style of play is totally different than mm-hmm. what you what you grew up playing in the backyard. So, you know, our style is called Fireball 3. And um, we think, you know, making that uh, separation in the long run is exactly what the sport needs to to you know have longevity you know like like us ufc they didn't call themselves extreme boxing you know what i mean they called themselves ufc it's a great point mma and then you have boxing that's over here so uh and that's why they're surviving um and so we wanted to do the same thing how would you describe fireball three fireball three is a professional um version of three-on-three basketball uh we got different rules it's a lot cooler though you know we have a four-point circle so you can actually make a four-point shot which is awesome uh no time clock so first one to 50 win uh so it's no garbage minutes um you know we have one shot free throws uh which you know who wants to see somebody shoot three free throws you're right and nobody and nobody want to see somebody shoot four. So, you know, <laughs> the, these are the little innovations we made. And by calling ourselves Fireball 3, we don't feel like we are stepping on any toes of traditional basketball. We love the NBA. We're fans of the NBA. Um, we don't want to move too fast for what they – present and it's a totally different game than what they present it's a totally different game than what you're going to see in the olympics from fiba you know we have something i think is totally entertaining it's like a mini all-star game and uh you know it's it's been great for the for the first three years and i think it's going to get even better the other change that i love the younger player because you know and i know you've been outspoken on this you don't want this to be you know, perceived as as a retirement league. And having the younger player, Ice Cube, I think is a phenomenal step in terms of growth. And you you get the player out of college. You know, you get someone who's a big name, who really loves basketball. I think this is a fantastic move by the big three, and you guys should really be commended for it. Thank you. You know, we feel like our players want to play with younger players. Uh, they do anyway, you know, outside of the big three, you know, on, on, you know, when they're playing pickup games, uh, 
uh, they're playing against dudes who are currently in the NBA. So why, you know, keep a stigma on the league or age limit on the league when the league is begging to be younger? So, like I said, we didn't want to be rigid. We wanted to read the tea leaves and going younger, you know, opens us up to just becoming a sport. You know, some guys are great at NBA, uh, full court, five on five, but when they get to the big three, they struggle. And then some guys are great in the big three, some are top players, but they struggled in the NBA. So we think there's players who are, who have a, you know, just their game is better set for the half court three on three. So uh, we want to encourage them athletes to come out the younger, the better. Uh, and if you got the skills to play with these guys, why not? How about the fan and family experience? Because that's one of the things, Ice Cube, that has really hit me first few years of the league. I mean, I, I love the the whole, you know, barnstorming, you know, going to different cities. I just think that that's so cool. I think it's amazing. The fans get into it. What is it about the ambiance, the the concerts, the, the, the whole rock star mentality, so to say, that makes this so fan-friendly for everyone who comes to an event? Well, I mean, first of all, it's, a, it's an affordable ticket. Yep. So the whole family can come and see a big three game without breaking the bank. Um, so you get a different flavor in the building. And also our games, you know, we we want our athletes to go in the stands and maybe sign some autographs, take some selfies. Uh, you know, we, we have autograph sessions uh, in the concourse. Uh, we do things that just make the atmosphere a lot looser because we don't want to have a stiff, stuffy kind of feel. You know, it's about having fun and seeing great basketball at the same time. So we just encourage, you know, kids might run down and, and get an autograph from Dr. J at halftime. You never know. That's cool. Uh, That's it, awesome. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we let, you know, uh, some some of these guys bring their kids to the games to watch them play. Uh, they can sit on the back of the bench back there and feel the action. You know they, you know they 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 father going at it uh, in, in competition, <laughs> or even they mother going at it as one of our coaches. So it's just a family friendly atmosphere. But the basketball is fierce. It's professional. And dudes want to win, and and that's what make it great, ultimately. Uh, without question, and it's been pretty amazing. I did see this week Lamar Odom saying he he wants back in in the big three. Anything in terms of the latest on Lamar for this upcoming season? Well, we're rooting for him. Yeah, um, we we you know gave him a chance last year. You know uh, he wasn't quite ready. Um, it is professional sports, you know. Dudes might think it's some pickup, like, you know, all-star, you know, friends kind of having fun. But, no, you know, these games are hard-nosed and you have to be ready physically to play. Uh, so, you know, we hope he can do it. 
like I said, we're rooting for him. He, he's always welcome to to uh, give it a go. And uh, hopefully he gets picked and, and he's ready to play this year. Absolutely. And, you know, I know you're a big-time Lakers fan. And, listen, we're talking at 2.15 Eastern time on on a Tuesday. This after the Lakers looked awful against the Boston Celtics in, in stunning fashion. I'm going to see them play in New York I can't wait for it tomorrow night at at the Garden. I picked the Lakers to win a championship preseason. The West is daunting, no question about it. How you feeling about about the Lakers this season? Yeah, I feel good some games and, <laughs> and bad the other games. Like, you know, they weren't ready for for you know what what Boston had to serve them yesterday and. You got to be ready. You know, this is what's scary about not having any, you know, bona fide, pure, purple bleeding Lakers around uh, the organization to let the players know how much these games mean. Um, and you got to win them, you know. And I don't see that. You know, it's like the games that mean the most to the fans. You know, sometimes the players are taking them like they're just regular season matchups, um, but they're not. And, you know, they need to understand that and they need to win these games. How would you describe this past season for your Raiders? Obviously, you know, leaving Oakland, it's something there's a gaping hole and it's, I mean, for everybody, but especially for those diehard Raiders fans, you know, our Antonio Brown torpedoed this season. I thought the Raiders overachieved a lot of good, talented young players. The future is bright, albeit not in Oakland as the team moves to Vegas. What did you see out of your Raiders this past season? Um, I saw them, you know, bring it together. And then run out of gas. It seemed like they hit, yeah. hit the rookie wall in 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 the middle of the season. the The schedule was brutal, uh, and the schedule was like insane. And it was unfair. So, it was just wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know that you know my prediction starting the season was eight and eight. Yep. You know they they went seven and nine. I told I said. Until they lose nine games, I'm not going to be mad. But by the time they <laughs> lost the last game, I had no more energy. So I was like <laughs> – You were zapped. Yeah, yeah, I was like 8-8 eight and eight would have been, to me, a successful season after that first one. So, you know, now I'm looking for 10-6, uh, and six, man. You know what I mean? 10-6 I'm, I'm, and six when we get to Vegas. You know, we need to straighten up the ship, get what we need, and, and, and keep moving this – Keep moving this thing forward. So how do you how do you get over that hump? How do you get to ten and six? What what changes are are you a Derek Carr guy? Do you do you think the team should bring in Tom Brady at quarterback? How do we get the Raiders to that ten and six level? You know, I'm usually hot and cold with Derek. You know, I think uh, ever since he broke his leg or his leg was broken in that game uh, a few years ago. He's just not the same guy. Um, you know, sometimes the mechanics to me look like, you know, it's just, it's, you know, a lot of arm throws. And, you know, to me, you got to you gotta stand in there and throw that thing, you know what I mean? And yep. You can't just be trying to get rid of it. 
And, and so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think he can do it. I think Gruden, you know, even though I was like, yo, why hasn't Gruden f- fixed these mechanics? You know, it's just it's like. It's a fair point. Throws, yeah. yeah. All these, you know, back of the heel arm throws, you know, and they, they fly high and they miss their mark a lot of the time. Sometimes, you know, you got to, you know, these guys are strong and talented. You know, I guess 70% of the time they can arm throw it, but those 30% is when you need the first down or when you need precision or whatever. So, um, you know, it's really it's really all about, to me, fixing those things, and I think he'll be good. What's your take on the genius of Patrick Mahomes? I mean, I know you're a diehard Raider fan, but Ice Cube, this, this guy's the greatest show in sports. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he definitely is a good quarterback doing his thing. You know, he has the weapons. You know what I'm saying? When you got the weapons, and he has Andy Reid. And so, you know, to me, I expect him to look good if he's good. Um, and we'll, we'll see what he's doing in the Super Bowl. You know, I think, you know, I'm going for the Niners, of course. Uh, you know, I, I just think their defense is just ready for anybody right now. That defense is nasty, game. isn't it? Yeah, and their running game, you know, if they didn't lose that one back, it would be, you know, pretty unstoppable. But but so let's see, you know, let's see what, what happens. But I'm definitely going, you know, West Coast all day, California boy. I get that. Now, do you think that the Raiders fans from the Bay Area, will they be rooting for the Niners on Super Bowl Sunday? How does that work? I have no idea. You know, it's it's like a weird hatred they got going on that just developed like maybe 10 years ago in preseason. You know, it's like <laughs> they had a couple of nasty preseason games. Right, yeah. And they're like the Hatfields and the McCoys right now. And it's like <laughs> they can't get along. And I'm like, y'all, right there, I love the Bay. I love Oakland. I love Frisco. I want to see them get along. Why not? They should get along. No reason not to, right? Yeah, it's the Bay. It's the Bay. They should all get along. Sacramento, San Jose, everybody up there should there should be no issues. But you're picking the Niners to win. You believe in Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, he's pretty good. You know, I ain't going to say I believe in him. You, you like know, the defense and the run game, he, yeah. I think he has what it takes to win the Super Bowl with the team around him. Um that he can win it. I think so as well. And that Niner team is loaded. Even though I am picking the Chiefs, I, I just think that Mahomes is something special. And that that defense for Kansas City, Ice Cube, to me, they've been underrated throughout the course of the season, specifically down the stretch. And I know you love your Raiders, but you know if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I mean, that would be a pretty remarkable accomplishment considering, considering it's been 50 years since they were in the big game. Calm down, man. You act like you want it to happen. <laughs> the 49ers are going to win this thing, man. They built for this. Is that, an, I, is that an ice cube guarantee? I, I don't guarantee on nobody but the Raiders. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. That's now, fair. So, I'm going to watch. I'm going to be rooting for the Niners. Bang, bang, Niner gang. 
That's what I'm moving for. If Tom Brady called you for career advice, you know, obviously you're, I got your L.A. ties, you got your Bay Area ties, your Raider ties. What would you tell Tom Brady in terms of what he should do as a free agent? Um, go back to the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what he knows and that's where he wins and that's where he's comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me it's really about the team you can win with and he's proven there. The system works with him. He works with the system. It all works. You know, everybody that's making this crazy noise like, man, they should have got rid of Tom years ago and for Garofalo. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Tom done been the three or four Super Bowls since that happened and won most of them. So, like, no. Uh, you know, the owner, uh, Robert Kraft, uh, made the right decision. Uh, so, you know, why not? You know, they still, to me, can win. They can win the whole thing with time. You bring a new new quarterback in there. I don't know if you can guarantee that they're going to win the Super Bowl. No, I would I would agree with that. You know, you accomplished so many incredible things throughout your legendary career. Uh, my personal favorite, always and forever, Boys in the Hood. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm curious, when you got that script, did you know the the cultural significance? Did you know, I mean, you look in that room and the actors and the actresses, and what they've gone on to. I mean, did you know right away this was going to be something special? Um, yeah, when I read it, first I was amazed that Hollywood was going to make a movie about how we grew up, really, and not just a sensationalized version of it. Uh, so I was surprised, like, you know, how we grew up is movie-worthy because where we from, everybody tell us, you know, we ain't about to be nothing. We're not going to do nothing and or amount to anything. So that was amazing to me. And, you know, John Singleton had pursued me for a couple of years saying he had this movie, and I was so busy trying to be the biggest rap star in the world, I, I couldn't listen to him or didn't want to hear him. I felt like I was unqualified, that he should go get a real actor. Wow. Not, you know, me. And so I I go pay to watch movies. Never thought about being in one. So when I walked in and saw he was the director of this movie that somebody had sent me, I was like, oh, okay, it's all coming together. Like, you about to do our story? So I knew I was in good hands. I knew somebody from the neighborhood was going to do a story about the neighborhood. And so that was the feeling that I had. Now, as far as the actors, the only one I knew was Lawrence Fishburne. You right, know what I mean? Right, Everybody right. else was kind of new. So I knew they were good, and they were you know, better actors than me, and all of them could bring it. You know, I knew Cuba could bring it. You know, uh, I knew, uh, 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 damn, man, all these names is, is, is uh, I'm, 
Uh, Regina King was in it. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, I'm getting all these. I see the face. I'm getting all these names. Morris Chestnut, Angela Bassett was in it. I mean, it was was a who's who. Everybody. I knew they can bring it from our rehearsals, but I didn't know that they were all going to be these big stars after this movie. Really was a transformational movie, and I, I love that. So when John Singleton's trying to get you for years, you're basically saying, you know what, I've got my music career. I'm dominant here. You weren't even paying attention to the first few overtures and offers? No, because I didn't believe him, because he was only a junior at USC. So I was like, man, what are you? You're not Spike Lee. I would see him periodically be like yo i'm a senior now and uh i'm gonna do this movie and we're gonna do this i'm like okay 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 watch out man watch out that's amazing step back step back (laughs) and then you know he kept i kept seeing him kept seeing him he stayed on me and then next thing you know my manager said somebody sent you a script they want you to be in a movie i'm like so she had no idea that i was running into this dude these all these times because I never said nothing because I never believed him. You know? And what a so, story. So when the script came, I still thought I was going to walk in and see, you know, Dennis Hopper did Colors. I was like, see white guy sitting there trying to direct the neighborhood movie. Right, so right. That's what I was expecting <laughs> to see. And it was John Singleton. So... I'm like, whoa. And then my audition was terrible. Oh, really? It was, I sucked. <laughs> it was terrible. He said, man, did you read my script? I said, no. <laughs> he said, okay. Okay. Go home and read it. Come back tomorrow. And if you you better than you was today, and you might can get it. I said, okay, I'm going to take this serious now. Let's see. This is real. So that's when I read it and saw, like, uh-oh, this is a movie about our neighborhood. Like, whoa, this is worthy. Let's, let's, all right, let me, let me go and take this serious. And then I did a cool audition and got the part. Oh, that's awesome. Ice Cube, your career is amazing. I love everything that, that you're about. Congratulations on everything with the big three. Hopefully the Raiders listen to you and you get to that 10-6 and six mark for this upcoming season. Continued success on everything, my friend. Appreciate the time, and we'll talk again real soon. Hey, Adam, thanks, man. I appreciate you, man, and uh, talk to you soon, man. You got it. The legendary Ice Cube. For more of me, Adam Shine. Who doesn't want more me? I love me. You can listen to me on my SiriusXM radio show, Shine on Sports. We always get the best guests. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry. I mean, we live for this. Best guests in all the sports talk radio, best callers. It airs every weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. You can also listen to the radio show on demand with the SiriusXM app. Adam Shine, not telling you to wager on football, but here we go. So Mikey Fitz went undefeated on Championship Sunday. Mikey Fitz went undefeated in the divisional rounds. Mikey Fitz this postseason, eights and two, picking the games against the spread. 
On the season, Mikey Fitz, 143, 116, and 7. I am 136, 123, and 7. Bob Stew hanging on for dear life, 130, 129, and 7. So, Mikey Fitz, we're not asking you for a pick. We'll do that next week on the podcast. But America wants to know, who are you leaning on for Super Bowl Sunday? So my initial lean, as you said, it's in pencil, not Sharpie, That's not right. pen. That's just right. pencil. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. I can't pick Kyle Shanahan in a game in February. Mike's I, a big Falcon <laughs> fan. I PTSD with that. I cannot do that. Big Falcon fan. So I, I, I can't pick against Patty Mahomes. He's had such a sensational playoff run. The Chiefs defense, like we've been talking about, they, they've they really come on with Honey Badger. They added Terrell Suggs. They have a nice pass rush. The one thing that does concern me is the 49ers pass rush going against Patty Mahomes mm-hmm. and that Chiefs offensive line. I think they'll figure out ways to get the ball out of his hands to the weapons they have, Hill, Kelsey. I, I'm leaning right now towards the Chiefs. Unbelievable. The way you talk about Mike Adam, his head's going to get so big you won't even be able to fit out the door at this point. I mean, he's earned it. I mean, 8-2 and this postseason, Bob. And his overall record is just unbelievable. 143-116-7. I want to brag being 13 games over five hundred. Look at Mikey Fitz. That's one of the best records of all time on the show. That's an exceptional accomplishment from our guy, Mikey Fitz. I got to tell you, though, I'm extremely worried for my own good for this game. My record is a 130, 129, and 7. I can't lose this game. But you like the Chiefs, too. I do like the Chiefs. So it's a lock because Mikey Fitz doesn't lose. (laughs) Yeah, but what if I give him the black cloud? I could curse him in this game. I don't know. I think the power of positivity coming from Mikey Fitz (laughs) kind of supersedes the black cloud Bob Stew picks. It's crazy. Like, look at my record. I'm dead 500 throughout the postseason. I'm almost 500 on the season. You went 5-5 this postseason. I finished last for the playoffs, 4-6. and You know what's crazy? I I took the Chiefs last week. I changed that from the podcast. I said, I teased that I would. I changed on radio. Picking the Packers to win didn't exactly work. Yeah. 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 That was a rough first You know what Green killed Bay. me more than anything else? Raheem Mostert? Well, and we had Mostert on the show today on, on China on Sports. I mean, he summed it up perfectly when I asked him about the third and eight run, which to me changed the entire game. Packers defense. Everyone likes to bang on Rodgers. The Packer defense. That's where I thought Green Bay would win it. First of all, take the lead. And this way, you force Garoppolo to throw. You have a legit pass rush. And, and how about Mostert when he said they were in a different defense and it benefited us? You saw Preston Smith in the third and eight, five minutes uh, to go in the in the first quarter. They they were just thinking field goal. Yeah. Next thing you know, it runs 30 yards for touchdown. Danny broke it down perfectly. He said Zadarius Smith, if he's not standing up, on third and two or third and five, they know exactly what they're doing. They expected everybody to rush the passer in that situation. Everybody bangs on Aaron, too. No, it wasn't his best game, but the defensive performances for him have just been terrible in the postseason for the Packers. But, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the Chiefs in this game. I'm feeling the Chiefs just like everybody else. I just love Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that Niners defensive line, we've talked about it literally since the beginning of the season, yeah. since the draft we've been talking about, since I got Bosa, who probably should have went number one overall of the Cardinals. In the Niners whole other story for a whole other day. A I whole, made that argument. That's a whole other podcast for a whole other day, Adam. And I love that defensive line, but I think Patty's going to make all the right plays at all the right times. I think we're in store for a classic Super Bowl. I think it's going to be just unbelievable. You know, these teams are so likable, too. That's Absolutely. the whole thing. Absolutely. Like, Easy to root for. It's tough to root against them, which I think is a little troubling, but... 
Yeah, I'm still going to go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs' passing attack is going to be too much. The defense will do just enough. They are pretty healthy. Defense is good. You saw Chris Jones play last game. He was healthy against the Titans. He has two weeks off. I think that'll be a big deal for the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense just has to play well enough to make sure Garoppolo's throwing the ball downfield. And the Niners wide receivers have been great this year, though. Debo Samuel's been awesome. You know, you didn't see a lot of Emmanuel Sanders. You'll probably see more of him. But, yeah, I'm loving the Chiefs. I, I like the Chiefs all the way around here. All right, so we'll get the official predictions from our guys next week on the Adam Shine Podcast. Here's what's on Shine's mind. Thank you for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Ice Cube, incredible. Bob Stu, Mikey Fitz, sensational. Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM On Demand. Thanks to our listeners on Pandora. Thanks to our listeners on Apple and with Stitcher. Please hit the subscribe button, leave a review, because you love the Adam Shine Podcast, and we love you. You can always catch me every weekday on my SiriusXM radio show, which airs from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. We interact with you, take your outstanding telephone calls, have the best guests. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Shine. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. Touchdown! For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, Sirius XM 82. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.